Hello, welcome to another episode of To Be Continued. It's your boy, C-Ham, and you can't spell champion without it, alongside my co-host. Hey, it's me, Double Trigger, you know, supposed to rap and stuff like that real quick. So, uh, yeah, you dudes is garbage. Your power level on Raditz, and you don't get no cabbage. <laughs> I feel like that was that was more than enough. <laughs> It's an inside joke, people. It's an inside joke. An amazing one. <laughs> yeah, we got our buddy on here today, Matt McClacklin. You know? Yeah. Critically acclaimed playwright, you know, columnist, and just, I say, an all around nerd enthusiast because he kind of liked all the shit that we liked. So. He's an all around cool dude. He wasn't a fraction. Matt McClacklin, he always unleashing the cracking, always macking like a cheeseburger, cheese spitting. Was happening? Yeah. <laughs> now what, bitches? Now, <laughs> nah, but seriously, no. <laughs> all right. We know you're gonna enjoy this episode because we enjoyed the hell out of talking to this guy. So, without further ado, mm-hmm. boom. Good. How are you guys? Not too bad. Um, first and foremost, we like to thank you for joining us on the cast, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of course, man. Yeah, I love, I love the, the episodes I've been listening to and. Every uh, like every five minutes, I'm like, oh my god, people know about that. Yes, right. I'm like, was that a Pokemon Snap reference? God damn. I, we get I it. knew. We I knew. knew. See, we... I'm so glad you wore the shirt you're wearing because yeah. I was gonna reference that because I saw that in one of your posts. Yes. Yeah, I was about to say, and 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 listening to to, I'd say. Of all the episodes I've listened to, maybe about half of what you're talking about is wrestling stuff. And I'm like, and I just got this shirt. And I was like, man. Uh, we went to, it was, um, it was funny. My girlfriend and I went to the protest in Harlem yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I was going to wear this shirt. And then she's like, maybe don't. I'm like, but then they'll know I'm ready to fucking throw down. Well, know that I'll, I, so I shouldn't bring my, ke- my uh, kendo stick or a steel chair. <laughs> Right. When it's record time, man. When it's record time, you gotta know how to arm yourself. You gotta, you gotta know. Yeah, exactly. But uh, or the black bat, sword of darkness. Oh yeah. Um, I I was thinking about just going shirtless with my uh, my curtain like pants and just represent some Sabu goodness. Yeah. Yes. Um, it was my first, uh, I have been trying to get unemployment for two months and this is the first purchase. <laughs> you, earned it. you earned it for waiting. Mm-hmm. I was like, he's like, you know what? I need a treat for me. And yeah. maybe W is, is it but um yeah so this this was an intentional wear so it's for you guys <laughs> ecw has like a deep meaning for me because um in buffalo the burp mm-hmm. center they yeah. would have ecw events there a lot and that's sure. actually the gym where the ecc cats the basketball team for the community college down there that's yeah. where they played and back then when i was probably around like 12 or 13 my older cousin was on the basketball team so they would give all the players comp tickets if they wanted to come and see the wrestling show. So I got lucky enough to come to those shows when I was like 12, 13 with my cousin just because he was a basketball player. Look at that. That's great. That's, that's how you bring sports and professional wrestling together. 
<laughs> and it just made sense because you're just standing on the bleachers. I just feel like an ECW event isn't right if there's not like bleachers or just single yeah. chairs of some sort. It can't be all fancy. If you're at an ECW event and there's cushioning anywhere, you're in the wrong wrong. Word. It's like thumbtacks in your ass. Yeah, yeah, it should be uncomfortable. If you don't leave bleeding, there's something wrong. You weren't at the right. You weren't at the right wrestling event. I, 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 whenever I see or hear people talk about ECW, I feel it on such a personal level. I feel like they're talking about the thing that's mine. Yeah. Have to like. So anytime someone makes an ECW reference. I'm just like that. You're talking about me. You know, you're talking about me. It's, like, a of, it's a part of the lifestyle that we grew up in. We can't just can't part ways with it. No, and and I'll tell you this right now. If you ha- have a significant other who doesn't really get wrestling, don't try to explain ECW because it's not going to work. And be, <laughs> Are you making reference to a period? And then it goes deeper. <laughs> oh, I saw a video of you trying to explain something on Instagram. I was trying to explain. I was telling my girlfriend she was being very kind because she was recording and knew, and she was, and I was explaining the uh, barbed wire match between Terry Funk and Sabu. Amazing! That was an amazing match. That's hard for me to watch, and I'm I'm an avid fan. I'm like God, and and watching. Uh, I, I thought it was kind of uh, talked up, or or you know. It was a Joey Styles saying a thing just to say a thing, but yeah. I didn't realize till later. Like Sabu literally cut his arm open, and his like bicep was almost about to pop out. Yeah, he uh, still has the stitches for it to this day. Yeah, yeah, and that's why he's like wrapping his arm with crate. <laughs> oh, see, oh my Do god, they New Jack. Yeah, out of curiosity, do you watch the Dark Side of the Ring? Yeah, I watched the New Jack one. I watched the New Jack one, and that was hard to watch. Very hard to watch. Yes, that was probably one of the most difficult things to digest on TV I've seen in a while. He's yeah, and because I had only recently learned about the mass transit incident, Mm -hmm. and uh, I can't believe you guys know what I'm talking about. That's so great, right? Uh, (laughs) And uh, and probably likewise too. You're like, look at this kid. Um, I'm telling you, you had you had three qualifiers for me that let me knew you were one of us already. I saw an ECW shirt uh-huh. and also a WCW hat in one of your posts. Uh-huh. I saw you had a PlayStation controller in your hand. Another for life. For life. Life. Any uttering of the word Batman in my presence. It's like, oh. Yeah, we're oh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> you can go to the reunions, the Bat family reunions. We all together. I don't know if you are either, any of you are like this where people know you as that person. So now you're just the ambassador for those things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My family literally, like there's literal cousins and aunts and uncles that I have that call me Batman or like refer to something with Batman because of how much it represents in my life. My son's name is Grayson because of (laughs) Dick Grayson. (laughs) You bastard. I wanted to do that. I wanted to try to convince, uh, I, I, I don't know if I'll be able to pull it off, but I want like, I have great first names, but I always wanted a middle name like a Batman reference, you know, it could be like something Grayson or like, uh, you know, something like um, Todd or, or whatever, you know, something like that. I mean, Jason Todd's my, my, my dude. I kind of got extremely lucky because it just so happened to be like, the way we did it was I had a list of names that I liked and she had a list of names that she liked and right. we brought them together and it just so happened that Grayson was on her list too. So I was like, Oh, I, I don't even have to like play it up. I can just play. What about Grayson? <laughs> like, like you play, like 
Like it was her idea the whole time. I think you got something with Grayson, and then she to this recording. She's like, "Wait a second. So I was like, "Yeah." Inside, all in there. Got to coax it in there, squeeze it in there. Yeah. So, what did she have? What did she just like Grayson? It just happened to be. Yeah. Well, fortunately, I'm a little bit lucky because my girlfriend's a nerd too. So she watches wrestling. She goes to the shows with me. She plays video games, but like. She's not big into Batman like I am, but just she just liked the way the name Grayson sounded. So I was just like, okay. "Yeah, <laughs> that's great." Name Goku. Yeah. <laughs> no, I got one of See, I was the anime guy. I was the yeah, anime yeah. guy. So yeah. I named my son after an anime character. It just happened to sound nice. What? What's? What's the name? His name is Kai. Well, I named him after uh, water, you know what I'm saying? That's water in Japanese and stuff like that. He's a water sign, Scorpio. Right. Um, oh. It was like mad esoteric meaning, but I got it off. And, uh, and Beyblade, you know, like Beyblade the spinning tops and stuff like yeah. that? Yes. I, I was my favorite Beyblade. He was the coolest one out of there. And I was like, I wanted to always be named Kai. I'm going to give this to you. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, so you going to really let me name him Kai? Now I'm going on. There is a guy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> They got lucky. <laughs> I can't say I want too many kids, but I do want, maybe I'll just get a whole bunch of dogs and then I'll just name them after all the things that like really. I might be yeah. onto something here. I'll you on that. And then I'll just be like, um, hey, Goofy movie. <laughs> we'll play with Gundam Wing. <laughs> like, Yo, that's a because I'm definitely getting a black cat and I'm going to name him Domo Nkashi. You know, I'll be yelling out, yelling out things like, yo, Tommy Dreamer, and, and all the things just like. I, I respect that. I definitely respect that. Yes, There'll be some deep cuts so that people won't know, but, you know, and then you'll get a, you know, casual Vegeta in there, whatever. <laughs> See, he's proven more and more that he's meant to be my best friend. Like, <laughs> you or get. Just, or just your animal just has all the several names that you call it. This <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Like, listen, I'm I'm the idea man. I will, this this whole episode would just be me making dog names. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That sounds great. Like, like so come forth. <laughs> all, all you, all I do, I just make it easy and just have uh, like four or five of the same breed and just call it like Su- Goku Super Saiyan Level Two, Super <laughs> Saiyan Level Three, and just all the way up to fucking blue. Or, or do that and, and call him all growling. Yeah. I'm raising growling over here. Just name every single one an evolution of Eevee. Yeah. And I would love to have a dog named Akamaru. Yo. What if you got a bunch of cats and named him or a bunch or a bunch of different dogs and named Eevee? That would be right. That's what you might do now. That's my dream. I ain't never I only wanted two animals, like a, a wolf dog or whatever, and a black cat. But I now I need several cats. And right. I'm after all the Eevee evolution right now. It's like, play with your brother Flareon. Flareon. Yeah. You know, you don't do that. <laughs> now, something else that I'm very, very curious to ask you about, because I noticed a lot of McFly references. Oh, dude. So uh, dig a little bit deeper about your passion for uh, Back to the Future. Well, for me... Batman was always the thing people knew that I loved. And I think a lot of it kind of was, I don't know if it was chicken and the egg situation where like, I really like Batman. So then people get me Batman stuff and then people saw I had Batman stuff. So then they'd get me more and then I'd have to like it more. And then people would be questioning me and then I'd have to know more. So I was like, okay, 
damn. Yeah, you guys <laughs> Which was great, you know, peer peer pressure and 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 uh, uh, consumerism is is great. But um, <laughs> when it came to like the thing that I just loved naturally was like Back to the Future all the way. And that was the big thing that as a kid, one of the first things, I mean, first it was Indiana Jones. Yep. And then placed down in front of the TV, uh, basically just having movies become my babysitter. Same with comic books. And um, Back to the Future was a thing. I would just, I would finish and then rewind that VHS and just kick back up again. And my brother and I too. And I just remember him, I'm like, why, why is it? like ask him all these questions and, and he's like, I, I don't know, let's, you know, and then I remember getting my mind blown. I'm like, there's a second one, there's a third one, you know? And to me, it's all one long six hour long film. So when people ask me my favorite one, I'm like, there's only one. It's yeah. just a six hour long film. And I've always just deeply liked, I don't know, I, I always liked Marty McFly. I always thought he was so, that's the thing, I, and and uh, I'm sure we'll touch on this in, later. But like, I wrote this whole article for Comic Con magazine why Marty McFly was so cool. He had the best high school experience. Like, forget the trauma. Yeah, he went through. Like, he can deal with that later. Uh, that that hide work. themselves. Or like, like new adventures from Johnny Quest. Like, I want that hoverboard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he. I mean, I want to be able to shred like that in front of. In the strap. Yeah. 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 I if if I can if I can uh make a back to the future reference in anything I do or once a day, that's a good day. I respect like, that. I respect that wholeheartedly. Have to, man. Like even little subtle ones that people don't even, don't even you know. over their head. Mm-hmm. I find myself doing that a lot at work with, with wrestling references. I'm just like then I come back to fruition, I'm like but if somebody knows it, you just like, oh, you touched my heart. Yeah. Exactly. You got to throw it into the void because then if it's someone like me who I hear that and I turn around, I'm like, who's there yonder screaming? I'll never, <laughs> I'll never forget where the guy came in from the hall and like two sweeted me all the way from the hall because he heard my reference to like the Young Bucks. I was like, what? I had, I had the greatest small world, not even small world moment, but my buddy and I were talking about, um, new world order mm-hmm. and we're walking down somewhere in union square and it was the it was like a 15 second conversation where he said something about nwo and like wolf pack yep and the sec and we had never talked about this not like a reoccurring thing and we were talking about it and through the crowd i kid you not walking towards us was someone with an nwo shirt That's as we're talking about it and we point and the guy goes Right. And I'm like, that was an angel. That was an angel who got one visit one day on earth. And he chose that moment for us to change our life forever. And God, God bless him. I was like, I could not believe that this, the 15 seconds we started talking about it, someone showed up with that. It was just great. I'm like, how? how?" That's the thing I love about wrestling fandom. It's just Mm -hmm. like, no matter where you are, like wrestling fans are like, Serious about the rest of our wall of belts. Yeah, we have a wall of belts. Deep, and I, I feel like I'm, I'm, my knowledge is deep, but I don't have, you know, I don't know. I grew up on wanting to look cool and 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 try to be as 
accepted as, as possible. So then when I saw that got would get me beat up pretty quick, I'm like, oh man, I gotta just be funny. I can't have the, I used to make belts out of like shoe boxes, like, cause they would fold out. So you'd have the flat part and then it would roll out and then I'd have to like tape it. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I did, I had a trampoline too. So all my neighborhood kids, we had our own little thing. I would th- throw those little shits off there. It was great. <laughs> we get like mattresses off there. So we'd like power bomb them off the thing. We're like, we threw them out of the ring. Mm-hmm. It's a mattress, you dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeping on the mattress? Yeah, dude. And I, I had an older brother growing up, so like I always had somebody to wrestle with every day. It was yeah, just same. And like he, it was really good because once he started growing out of it, I started to like inherit all of his cool wrestling shit. So like <laughs> years and all of his old belts and his games, I was like, no, 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 don't get rid of it. I'll take it. It's like I still use give it. it to me. Yeah. I inherited okay. so many cool wrestling T-shirts like from him. I still probably have a bunch of them to this day. I, I, I will say my brother never got into it deep, but he did introduce me to ECW. Uh, I just remember coming in late at night and he was like, always had control of the TV because he could beat me up. And uh, I was like, what? what are we watching? And, you know, we weren't supposed to watch that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. it was go gruesome. And then surprisingly, we could watch it at, you know our parents were watching it and then we got taken to an ecw event that was in a barn Mm. not filmed it was a bar you know all the the main people were there we saw sandman we saw the dudley boys tommy dreamer i think sabu rob van dam it was crazy they were and people just brought weapons and they all used them like people were like smashing keyboards and like letters were flying off into the crowd and crap favorite thing was like Whatever was in the crowd was just like, yeah, I'll use it. <laughs> Man, how irresponsible. <laughs> it's crazy to think of things like that being on TV during that era. Like that was, there's no way that something like that could happen now. No well, we'll t- talk of like the, uh, watching a little documentary on YouTube or something about the, them attempting to bring ECW back. And then all of the people like WWE bought ECW, right? And then they, God, I know so much about this. This is what I do when I'm just bored. I'm like, I should be writing. I'll just look up, I'll just watch an ECW documentary for two hours. We do the same thing. Okay, okay. Uh, Yeah, so, but they they tried to bring it back and all the the wrestlers started just doing extreme stuff and and the referees just had to disqualify them because they're like, it's not an extreme rules match. And all the fans are like, what the the hell? You're too accustomed with everything just being no holds barred. <laughs> yeah, because they had one night stand. Uh, what you know after they had canceled it and the guy went defunct, and then they had one night stand where they, they all the people came back and uh, Vince McMahon saw that. That was amazing, though. Mm-hmm. That was great, and they loved it. And then they did another one, and then Shane McMahon convinced them to do it, at like bring it back as its own film thing. And so then it was like the third tier, you know, RC Cola version of WWE, mm-hmm. you know, and then they, they, it was bad, not good. I just remember like, I think the first match was this guy pretending to be a zombie and Sandman and Sandman just like beat him up with the kendo. It wasn't even a match. He literally just beat him up in like with a kendo stick and then pinned him and just like drank a beer. Like, great. Just think of Sandman's entrance. That would not be allowed in today's landscape of television. It wouldn't. 
I, when I posted a picture of me wearing the CCW shirt, I have my buddy who also likes wrestling goes, I was at a convention last year and, and uh, Sandman poured a whole beer in my mouth. I'm like, I want to be you. You were touched by an angel. Amazing. <laughs> Just for bless. Yeah. Like I, I got to like nudge into Sabu on accident. Like we were just going the same direction. Like this was at Nickel City Con and I just didn't have time to sit down and, and get a signature from him because we were about to do an interview. And like, I'm going this way, he's going this way, but I'm looking, talking to someone and then you're just like, boom, colliding to each other. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then I'm like, you're Sabu. You're Sabu. Did he say anything? And I just like fanned like, he was like, oh, it's okay, man. And I'm just like, like you're Sabu, like I was just like uh, uh, this kid with his mouth wide open. He's yeah, like, oh, man, he just walks away. Like, that was crazy. Throw a chair at me, yeah. let me catch it, and then spin kick me in the face. You living legend. Immediately, it's just like it was almost like I was waiting for some sort of repercussion so I could have a story. It's just oh, like hurt me, Sabu, hurt me now. <laughs> Beat me up, please. Yeah, yeah. but it's just, I was yeah. waiting for something like that. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Kind of, you, you meet very, very intriguing, intriguing individuals. It's one of my favorite places to be. I haven't been to a lot, and I'm looking forward to. Like, I, I, I became, I got kind of pretentious in the sense that being in New York for nine years now, mm-hmm. and I haven't gone to New York Comic Con yet, and everyone's always baffled. I'm like, at this point, I just, I'm not going to go till I'm asked to be on a panel. And I was what? like, I'm just it's almost a bit of pride, which is so stupid, and then. I got hired with this Comic-Con magazine and they're like, yeah, next year we'll, we'll have our own panel. I was like, oh, snap. Uh, Manifestations. You spoke yeah. you've, got <laughs> you've got to. So it's a, it was a pipe dream, but I'm never going to have money anyway because every time I go, I'm just like, man, if I were to go to that thing, I'm just going to spend all the money on the tickets and then I'm just going to spend, I'm just going to walk out with bags of merchandise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happens. See, I've been going to them for so long now that my girlfriend has a specific regimen. So, like, we aren't allowed to take more than X amount when we go. So, it's like, once we're out of that, you can't, you know, we can't go to the ATM. We can't bring any more money out. It's like, this is it. <laughs> it's gambling. You're saying like, you walk around <laughs> of it first before I even, like, make a purchase. I'm like, because, like, you always find something you want in the very first booth as soon as you walk in. It's just like, I want that. I like, went past my limit when I went to my first con. The Anime Con or NYC? I, I went to New York City. Let me tell you, I was like, I always brought a specific, you know, I was saving. I was mm-hmm. trying to get my money back yeah. into my car and everything. I was like, I'm only going to spend this amount of money. Christian had a bag now. He had a Snoopy bag. All type of just. I just went just crazy. Just all type of plushies, toys, figurines. Yeah, I need it's, it. it's just in, it's a bad environment for people like us. Yeah, it's just, especially like clothes too. Like I want that shirt. I've never seen that shirt before. Give it to me now. Yeah, when you see a good design, especially on a shirt or something. I mean, I don't know if you've been to like the comic shops or uh, like Forbidden Planet. In New York, like some of those things, my God, it's the the walls are covered in the T-shirts that you say, like, "Hey, can do you have that in a small?" And they're like, "We'll go check." And it's just designs beyond design. It's like I didn't know till later that um, sometimes they'll throw up a shirt that they only have like limited edition, like they had. You guys read Saga at all? Uh-uh. Oh, you gotta read Saga. It's one of the best. Oh, Where's my pen? Where's my pen? What did you tell us what the saga about? 
saga. Oh my God. I can't even, uh, it's basically, uh, how they describe it is if star Wars and Lord of the Rings could be a comic and it actually works. And these two warring, uh, warring races in that has the war has basically taken over the whole galaxy and uh these two races one is like technology and they have like wings and the other one is has horns and they use magic so it's like wings and horns you had me at wings you had me at star wars and lord of the rings yeah 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 so they had um it's the whole story is um this female soldier and male soldier uh, one, the guy was imprisoned and they fell in love and it starts with them having a baby. Uh, and, okay. and that's a big no-no. So both sides are trying to kill him and they send mercenaries after them and then they start like uh, finding secrets out about the war and stuff and uh, it's crazy. And it's, it's things that you're like, what? Okay. Yeah. Like the mercenary has this giant cat uh, who's called Lying Cat, and it just knows when you're lying. So oh, just come on, Tundra. I love that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So there's a shirt that had the Lying Cat's face, and it just said "Lying." And I was like, I'll get that. I'll come back to Forbidden Planet and get that. They had like forty of them, and now they're worth a thousand dollars. Oh man, something like that. Something like that. And so Forbidden Planet Saga Lying Cat. Take notes. I'll write it down. <laughs> we'll back next week. <laughs> One thing you learn about me is I'm a habitual note taker. <laughs> I have to. My my, the best thing to happen for for me creatively was uh, smartphones. Just because then I I you know everyone walk around with a pad of paper. I'm like my handwriting looks like a drunk baby. Like you try to write, I can't do it. So. Nice I but you know chicken scratch and mine's terrible and then most of the time i just like retain most of the information in my head sure get it sure yeah my handwriting is that of a doctor but the skill is not there yeah um what were we saying we're talking about uh because we're talking about like cons and stuff and going and and mm-hmm. why, why that's not a super n- do you think it's because it became so it got there's different means with the internet and stuff to get out there uh for everyone to know about this stuff mm-hmm. and that's why it's bigger now where people our age i guess millennials were i think it's because yeah we because we shape and mold the foundation of like the ideas of the future yeah i didn't that has an impression on us so like mm-hmm got us we would have never started this multimedia platform without you know what i'm saying watching power ranger watching you know what i'm saying ninja turtles batman you know right. all yeah. these things but at the same time uh we're all adults now we yeah. have the money <laughs> i think it's because we have that power too because a lot of this stuff wasn't popularized and we were shunned for it true like, super shunned sure sure and and well, it's more acceptable mm-hmm. now what I think about too is uh, people still liked it well before, you know, they're even multimedia stuff, you know, in the games or, you know, was, was just comics and maybe a few shows. Mm-hmm. And um, I always say like, if you see someone who liked comics probably before you were born, you shake that guy's hand, you salute that son of a bitch. Cause they've yeah. liked this thing. He, he definitely he endured some ridicule. Yeah. Um, so I just find it interesting and, and probably why 
I like, I like thinking about like why people liked all that. And I know for me, it was, like I said, just kind of sat down in front of a TV with my babysitter. And then I look at Batman and I'm like, man, I want to be him. I want to be that guy looking up to that person. And then it's like, I don't have to worry about home. I don't have to worry about anything going around around me, school and bullied in life. I can just watch, I can dive into this, you know, it's fantasy. It's the same people probably did with a new version of like Lord of the Rings books and things like that when it came out. It just became stuff you could literally see and, and read and, and stuff. So yeah, like what gauges your like it, it, it really does engage like what's your individual genius, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. what is your niche? It'll like if you're into this, then it'll right. pull you in, you know. Some people are attracted to that and other people are are attracted to other things in genius ways. Like you can ask somebody that be like that sits in front of something that is a carpenter or a mechanic. They're just as involved or intently intuitive as you would be as knowing the knowledge of this comic book, you know what I'm saying? Or trying to design your own thing, but at the same time, you still have the idea of what attracts you individually to this mindset. I just feel like more creative people, like like there were the structured people to lay down a foundation, so we could be creative, right? Freely. I hear that. I also, uh, yeah, I also think that um, I also think there's a lot of um, openness now to just liking whatever the hell you want. Yeah, and the fact that we have social media, people can just broadcast whatever they love without and worrying about anyone saying anything. Exactly, exactly. And I think back then, you know, we just found what clicked in for us as kids, and then we just liked it and try not to get bullied out of it. But now it's like, yeah. what's cool is like, you know, don't yuck on anyone's yum, man. Just just yeah. do your own, just do your own thing. And and uh, I like that this is becoming. I mean, superhero. I mean, superheroes are every movie's making a billion dollars everywhere now. Yeah, they're involved in every source of media you see. They're on commercials. They're on everyone's merchandise. Just imagine, just like yeah, my favorite back in the day, just like my just as like maybe a teenager or prepubescent teenager, like 13, 14. Yeah, my favorite superhero, Batman. You still like superhero, bro? Like I'm like yeah. Like what do you mean, like? Batman is a fine moral setting. Well, some things are too dark. <laughs> yeah, some things get a little dark. Some things a little too brutal. Not should have picked up on, but it's just like Batman is a good standard to like who I want to be as a person. Stand up for the right things. You know what I'm saying? Just I think a lot of I think of a lot of it too is like not even knowing that you're gonna enjoy this kind of thing. Like for me, my my dad got me into a lot of that stuff. My dad was a nerd, so like. He went to the grave, like, loving his PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. He never wanted to upgrade past that because he thinks that's the greatest console of all time. So, you know, that was it for him. But, like, he got me into anime. He got me into kung fu films. He got me into Batman. That was the first time I ever saw Batman was watching the animated series with my pops. So it was, like, those things, it, it was, like, normal to me. I didn't even realize it was something that people didn't talk about openly until I got into school and things like that. It was like something that was always around my landscape of my household. So I just thought it was normal. Right. When I got around others that didn't have that in their setting, it was just like, you're weird. Am I? Emma? Are you a word? (laughs) Yeah. It's hard to find, it's hard to, uh, go be thrust out into the world and you're like, here's my norm. And then, you know, try to understand that, you know, you look back now and, and see, well, those kids are just insecure or just being assholes. Mm-hmm. But when you made to feel bad about a thing you like, it's a hard thing to try to grasp and understand. But I like it. 
Well, you can't tell me my thing's dumb. Cool, right? It's <laughs> okay. It's okay. Now they embrace us. Mm-hmm. Now they look up to us for leadership and guidance. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, people are now all of a sudden, Matt, I saw this thing about Batman. You'll love it. I'm like, you used to make fun of me. You're Brad. <laughs> Bingo. Bingo. Still in the hometown with four kids. Yeah. Oh my hey, gosh. You're so right. You're so right. Just making fun. Oh my gosh. I'm very curious where, where everything got started for you in, in your writing uh, career. Like I, well, I probably had to be something from a much younger age. Yeah, man. Um, I, I, it's like I'm finding new ways uh, or new new um, seeds that were planted that that I just realized um, all grew into one one big tree. It feels like of um, being a kid that kind of just always wanted to always wanted attention, but because he wasn't getting it, and then plop down to you know like read this. Get, you know, I was a kid that would just like scream while running around, you know, it's like, give him something to do. God <laughs> damn it. You know, and, um, TV film comics were, were great, great for me. And always coming up with stories. And, uh, my brother always, it was the, for my house, it was uh cartoon network and comedy central. Those were the things that were on. And so it was, stand-up comedy with my brother or I'm watching watching cartoons so and those are really good for for storytelling in general just a quick cartoon of like 12 minutes or a stand-up routine and then that that, that was as a kid hearing that and kind of like getting ingrained to me how a story or, or a joke or something was told and then trying to be funny mm-hmm and uh and then entertaining and as i got older i started acting and moved up to new york for acting and uh really liked that really liked entertaining people but quickly discovered that wasn't something that i that i really loved to do like i i loved doing it and i i went to school in the city for it and was really serious about it but it wasn't until like i and i and all all the while writing down all these ideas and all these stories for someone else to do because I wasn't going to do it. I'm not a writer. That's like, man, I can't do that. I can't, I can't write a play. play. I can't write a movie or a comic book. Like I, I don't have a right to do that because they're all the things that I glorified as a kid. Right. So uh, it was totally, totally. And then a lot of people ask me about that too. I'm like, the crazy thing is I just started, you know, like I was given permission, um, and, and some people just need permission to do it. And for me, I was in a class uh, where I was like, okay, you're going to start writing this thing for yourself as an actor and you're going to act on stage. Um, this thing that you wrote for people to come and see you and see how good of an actor you are and having, you know, and you get to act whatever you want to show. That's was like, crazy. Cool. So sometimes when I'll act in things, I'm like, okay, there's one section I like, but the rest is, BS, you know, but now it's like, I get to create it. And by the time I finished writing it, I'm like, I don't want to act in it. I just wanted to write it. And from there, I just, okay, well then I can write something else and not even just personal human things that are on stage. Like, oh, now, oh, now I have this comic idea. And now I have this uh, crazy outlandish story that I can tell. And then I just start writing it down. And um, 
it was weird, just kind of snowballed. It was almost like the Batman thing. It was like people knew I would write. So then they would like have me come write a thing for them. And then I would write my, my own thing. And, um, all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, I guess I'm a, I guess I'm a writer now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I hadn't been acting for like six months and just writing, writing, writing. And now it's like, that's all I can do. You know, I wake up having to do that. It's, it's crazy. Um, but I didn't have, I felt like I didn't have any business writing at all. And, uh, then all of a sudden I, you know, and then the, the, it's weird what, how a switch can, can go off in your head sometimes, or you just need to hear the right thing for then you go, or I can write. And you're like, Oh crap. You're like, it's not a, a huge. I have a very similar moment like that. Like that's yeah. kind of what happened with podcasting. Cause if you would have asked me three, four years ago about being a podcaster, never would have ever entered into my thought process, but it's funny how the universe works because I was conditioned to learn how to do all the things that I need to be a podcaster, such as engineering and editing and things like that, because I inspired to be a musician in my teen years. So like learning how to be an audio engineer and things like that and learning how to do sound reinforcement and stuff like that, that prepared me for what we do now. And it's just like, Oh, I could do a podcast if I wanted to, but I'm like, Hey, we'll do a podcast. (laughs) Here we are. Yeah, it's it's funny. I think world always gives you the tools that you need, and and it's your job to figure out what to use those tools for. Mm-hmm. If it's something as simple as getting all the nerd the nerd knowledge for things, it's like okay, well now, just record it with all my my friends, and then people will listen, and you know, or or now write your own story. It's all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and um, and what's cool now is like my I, I felt like the first couple of years of writing and figuring that out and people want me to write and me figuring out, Oh, I can do this and how to do it was like me launching myself up. Now I'm in orbit of like, well, now I can do whatever the hell I want. Now it's like, okay, I'm writing, I have comic book ideas and I got out all, all these ideas. Now it's just time and trying to, trying to do it, you know? So it's, uh, it's cool. It's cool. I see it. I, I looked through a lot of your pieces, uh, I looked at I looked at a little bit about Orion, and I'm I'm very curious about one in, in particular. The yeah. Mer- yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very curious to know a little bit more about that because I, I I'm sh- didn't the pandemic have something to do with slowing it down a little bit for you? Yeah, unfortunately. So I have my my play um, called The Murder Play with Jack and Melissa, and it's basically a, a Dexter like serial killer. So he only kills bad people. Um, he's he just wants a friend. So he, he's lives in this cabin on top of a mountain and this woman stumbles upon him doing his thing. And then he's like, well, I can't kill you, but I can't let you go. And there's a rainstorm outside. So you literally can't leave. So you want to like chat or she's like, you're a serial killer. And he's like, it's not that bad. And he's like, yeah, but I made dinner, you know. (laughs) This guy's bad anyway, you know. Yeah, and you you find out why she's there and all that stuff. And it was, um, we had, we're having a production of it at the end of March. And we're going through like a month-long rehearsals. And we're just about to load in and do tech. And um, there's a a spoiler, spoiler alert there at one point. Uh, because he's chopping up a body in the bathroom 
body parts and blood all over the floor and you kind of see in and you see that mm -hmm. a little bit and uh, someone gets pushed into the bathroom. And so the special effects for the show is uh, body chunks of body parts and blood flying all out of the bathroom and a person slipping on blood and all this stuff. So it's, and it's, and it's a laugh riot. It's really funny, but uh, that had that got then that that had to get postponed, unfortunately. So we were just about to do tech to see how the actor can slide on fake blood for like five minutes, and uh, we had to shut it down. So that that was a bit of a bummer, but we'll do it. We'll do it uh, probably early next year. Um, and then that happens, yeah, gotta be there. Gotta be there. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I would love for you guys to be there. It was, it was cool. It was, um, it was one of the things that I learned writing wise, where uh, you have a funny premise. Like my friend gave me that idea. I'm like, that's really funny. Mm -hmm. But then you, you uh, it just goes to show how all these things that you write or create, and and like podcasting, like you're you're doing it to talk about. Mm -hmm the things you love and, and things like that. But it's also deeper of like, you're connecting with your friends and you get to scratch a niche. You really can't unless you're going out and doing things with people. And it's this play in particular was like, man, I need to write about something. Like you had to find your reason why you're doing it. And uh, I didn't find that out till like the last, like a two years into writing it, um, which was like, you've got the serial killer and this, this who, you, who, is off doing his own thing by himself and he misses being around people. But if he wants to do the thing that he loves, he has to do it by himself. And I'm like, well, that to me is like a playwright or a writer. And then you have this person who has all this baggage and this damage, uh, you know, from their past and will do anything to feel loved and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, that's like the other character. And right. even though they can't be together or shouldn't in all probability, they, they should. And I was like, well, that's like me. I need to, I had to, basically it was a way for me to find my, what I do to make my, my, my past and personal feelings kind of come together. And it was like, what the hell? That came from just a serial killer premise? <laughs> Weird, but point of all that is like, you know, you, you have a reason, whether it's clear or not, you know, you just have to find the reason to do the things you do. So, uh, yeah, so it was that, that piece in particular was really, when it ended, it was like, it took me, it was the longest piece I've, I've took me the longest to write. And then eventually it was like, Oh, thank God. I finally got out. What I was trying to get out. Um, and now it, it, it's allowed me to just write whatever I want and I'm not worried about it. Cause I got to marry those two parts of me. So pretty cool. That's amazing. Can you talk a little bit about your, uh, experience working on the adultish TV series? Yeah, man, that, that was interesting. Uh, so adultish is the, uh, the very original concept of millennials in New York city, just trying to make it. Mm -hmm. And, um, but this, but there, but, uh, the original spin because you're on our show. It's, it's literally one of the quirkiest, funniest things that I've seen in a while. Like, oh, I, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thanks man. Yeah, it, it was fun. And, uh, I really liked that it was, I mean, that what is an original concept at all, which they knew that, but what was great is it was so nerd centric and so mm -hmm. like geek, geek tastic. My thing was a lot of the graphic tees that were worn. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I thought I really enjoyed those too. And, and, um, 
they had those in a few of the, the earlier seasons, which were a, a lot more rough and kind of written on the fly. And so they approached me after they finished season two and was like, do you want to write? Um, I, I was talking with a friend who had did this live show and he's like, well, I'm, I'm in this web series and uh, the creator's going to be there. You should come. I was like, Oh, sure. Okay. Nice. And um, we were, t- I started, we started drinking afterwards and the creator was, we just started like flexing our, our Batman knowledge. And I was like, I was like, well, I like this raw. I, I think Dick Grayson was fine, but Jason Todd was cool and this, and it's like, okay, you can name all the Robins. You're so cool, Matt. You know? And then uh, she was like, wow, he actually does know nerd stuff. And then she showed up to one of my, my plays, uh, like a short play that I wrote. And she's like, okay, so he knows nerd stuff and he can actually write. So immediately after I had this whole competition, this playwriting competition and I lost and I was really bummed because I thought I was going to win. And then she's like, Hey, no biggie. You want to write my, my web series? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> Do they, anything at this point. Um, and so then we just, we just sat down and I was like, so I can just take these characters and just write the nerdiest things. And he's like, sure. I'm like, awesome. So, uh, I don't, did you get to see, I felt like you'd appreciate it. Did you get to see the episode where, um, which they also had this guy who, uh, becomes an intern for his favorite podcast. No, I didn't hear it. So it, it was one of the characters where like he, uh, the, the really, one of the, like the younger annoying characters, uh, just because he's like so into these things, yep, he, yep. then he then, um goes back to school and at they at the recording the the recording studio at his school they record his favorite uh nerd geek podcast uh basically you guys (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) and so so this whole thing is uh he's he's trying to do something while they're recording and then he messes up and they're trying to talk about like the most messed up female Batman villain and why. And so someone's like Harley Quinn. No, I think poison Ivy this. And he, he's like in awe of these people. And then, uh, he drops something like, what about you in turn? What do you think? And he's like, uh, and he panics and they're like, okay, cool. And then last minute he's like, Barbara Gordon. And they're like, what? <laughs> and then he explains this whole monologue in detail. Why Barbara Gordon is more messed up than all of the villains because she is sane and then puts herself in all this danger. And even after almost dying, she still fights crime. And it's just like a two minute long monologue. And then all the, pod- the podcasters are like, why don't you sit down? I remember them re- uh, doing a table read and they're like, that's so good. <laughs> I'm like, yes. <laughs> Yes, from my nerd knowledge, uh, but it was it was a lot of fun and um, just it was the first time I had ever written something and I would get to like be on set and I was I was like man do you guys need help I'll go get snacks do you guys need anything <laughs> like no just watch like no okay. you <laughs> <laughs> we gotta have you on when we do one of our uh, when we do one of our brackets one thing that was a big draw for. Uh, us as, as we started as podcasters, we first originated as a live broadcast on Facebook. Mm. And what we would do is we'd take like, you know, like March Madness style brackets and we'd place like, you know, villains on one side and heroes on the other side or, 
my favorite one that we did was I enjoyed uh, Spider-Man villains versus <laughs> Batman villains. And I got to choose the Batman villains and then another counterpart got to choose all of the Spider-Man villains. And then we talked about why we thought each would win in each matchup. And uh, then we posted on Facebook and let everybody vote. Ultimately, the Batman villains ended up winning. But, <laughs> oh, yes. Was but, it was it like bracketed down to where it was like one villain versus another villain? Mm-hmm. Who, so who, who was the ultimate winner? The ultimate winner, I believe, was... I think it was. I don't even think that that remains to be seen right I now. I can't remember. Mad Hatter. <laughs> no, was, Mad Hatter. No, Mad Hatter. Mad, Mad Hatter got out in like the first round. Yeah, of course. That's a joke. He's terrible. <laughs> it was Mr. Pig or some shit. No, it was a newer villain. What's the one from? It has like the big giant eye. Brother Eye. Or the Brother Eye. I don't know that. What you mean? And he's a shapeshifter. He's like from the more recent ones. A shape? You mean, hold on. What? Yeah. What are you reading? <laughs> okay, no, if that's the case, then if it's Mr. Mr. Bloom. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mr. The, the, uh, I know he was talking about. Okay, Mr. I was Bloom. like, I'm like who is he talking about? Mr. Bloom got his stuff wrapped up. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he has like tentacles. Yeah, and, yeah, he's yeah like, he is pretty wild. I was like, oh, I... It was funny because when we did it, really no one knew who Mr. Bloom was. He's still a mystery. So, like, I had to, like, go to bat for him and, like, let everybody know what kind of powers and everything he had. And they were like, what? There's a Batman villain that? Yeah. He's not seen a lot because he came in the arc where uh, Gordon is Batman. And he has the mech bat suit. Mm. So that's when he's a prominent villain. Oh, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Gordon was Batman. So was- Gordon was Batman. He had the mech bat suit. He fights... Mr. Bloom like four times. And Mr. Bloom is insane. He's like he has power like a symbiote, like Nemesis or, or or Venom, and he can move his body in just crazy ways. And he's a mastermind too. He's a genius level mastermind. Yeah, he's creepy looking. <laughs> Dude, at the beginning when we first started talking about it, no one knew who he was. They're like, "Oh, who is this guy?" And then as the podcast started progressing, they're like, "Wait a minute, this guy is pretty savage. He's pretty OP." <laughs> He's he's smart, slender man. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, essentially, yeah. Or he's his counterpart in uh, which is on Spider-Man side. This is one dude. He's just like him. He uses centipedes or something. I think he is called a centipede, and he's like just as like enigmatic and mysterious. He only appears in certain episodes, and you don't know nothing about him, and you couldn't even stop him. I think like, it ended up being Mr. Bloom and Carnage was the last two. Or the right. I think that was the last. Carnage two. is a, a, a fine adversary. Mm-hmm. At that. His simulator is more blood. I wish I had the ability to like simulate it in like yeah. graphic form. That, that would have been, been crazy. crazy. <laughs> Not on no screw attack though. Screw attack messed up so many things. Whatever you want to call it, death battle match or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, uh, like. Yeah, but Mr. Bloom, read read those that series of the <laughs> comics when he's around. It's crazy. That's scary. He's scary looking. He is. My background right now. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I was I like, oh man, I like I like characters like him. Well, speaking of which, what's okay. So what's your favorite, like, Batman comic series? Like, what is, like, your or era? I don't know, man. I, I, I like... Um, like, one that, like, you really, like, it resonates with you. Like, because I like a bunch of them, but it's, like, yeah. I like Dark Knight's Metal. It resonates with me, you know? Yeah, and that, that I didn't touch on too much. I feel like there's a lot of the newer ones that I really need to. Um, and and I, I like knowing a lot about... I'll be honest. I, I like knowing a lot about Batman and some of the comics... 
yeah. I, I didn't have access to. And I really don't like reading comics online. I, I want to hold the comics. You know, I feel like I'll do a, I'll take, I'll take one of my unemployment checks after saving and I'll uh, just deep, I'll just buy so much if I can. But I think for me, the things that with really good storytelling and, and um, is uh, Long Halloween for sure. That's a good one. That Long is Halloween. Long Halloween for sure. Three shares. Yeah. And, and, and I, I always got to give props to uh, Dark Victory, the sequel to that, because that never gets that never gets the love that it deserves to, because that's a good continuation of the story. And um, I believe that introduces Robin as well, too. Um, but it's very good. And it's that I'd say Dark Victory. Uh, sorry. Uh, Long Halloween. And hush is so good oh yeah yeah all right and hush is the thing that uh i've always looked at as far as batman movies go and i really hope this next one does it is i'm like he's a he's the world's greatest detective yeah show me a detective story dude like show me like he makes Sherlock Holmes look like Scooby-Doo like like may you know I want to see that where it's always just bat nipples and batarangs and I want to I want to see a, a good side of it yeah, already like We've more seen dark it like getting into like the noir feeling like I'm yes exactly I want to see like I could watch a whole Batman movie without him fighting once yeah like, really, like it's like more like a thriller you know what I'm saying it could be psychological it could so be more like Joker story. like the new Joker house like origin story really yeah yeah and that's like yeah i i i agree with that i i just think like having it like i don't need to be grounded in the sense of like it's all realistic and the dark knight style you know that he, it's a real thing that could happen like that's cool but just give me grounded in yeah, he's gonna solve them this week you hear me dc just fucking do what i say and we'll we'll be, we'll be fine uh, <laughs> But uh, I think that's my, as far as a writer goes, that clicks in with me a lot of like, that's just damn good writing. Yeah. And that's just, you know, I don't, it doesn't need to be the kapow punch and all that stuff. Um, what would be, what would be your guys' probably top, top Batman stories? Death in the Family. Um, yeah, Death in the Family. That's, that's kind of what started off for me. Was death. Death, death in the Family? <laughs> Batman, Death in the Family. Sure. Uh, Joker, uh, Crowbar, what's the name of that? Oh, Jason Todd, yikes. Uh, um, and then it was uh, Batman, I think it's Batman Eternal. Um, mm -hmm. Where he uh, versus clone, I guess his clone counterpart, I forgot his name. But uh, he just like, he's just like Batman, but I think the, uh, the Court of Owls made him. And yeah. He's just, I forgot his name. Um, Batman, uh, and then uh, what's the one where he fights Joker to the death? Is it? Yeah, I, I always get them confused because it's like Batman. When he fight, what, it's, it's, it's the story that leads off to, to Batman, uh, Dark Knight's Metal. It's like it's like right before that, it's like the Forge, it's like mm -hmm. all the continue the crisis one, too, of course. When you got something, it's sure. much bad. It's like Batman Eternal, Batman Death and Family, Batman, uh. What was the 
it's gonna come back to it you. Because there's so many it. of them. Because it's like there's so many. Because I keep confusing them with the Joker's, the situations and stuff. Because I know it's one where he came back with his face cut off, and then he came back after being in Dionysium, and then he fights Batman to the death, but yeah. then he survived himself back, and then he come. It's, I know all of this. I just don't know the name of the story, but I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The two you named, and then like yeah. like we were saying, Dark Knight's Metal. That's what got me back into reading and purchasing comics. Cause like I was away from the comic world for maybe like seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. And when you and also our other counterpart on the podcast told me about the Dark Knights Metal, I was just so drawn in when I heard about the storyline. It just I yeah. for one, I just thought like, why did no one ever do this before? Like, right. I linked all the continuity together. So mm-hmm. it was like, even though it was like slightly retconned you know what i mean it just right. all the way, it explained why batman like what happened to batman when dark side hit him with the omega beams yeah and back it, in time and it and forced then, me to read all know, the other stuff leading yeah. into it too so it was like, like or just more in depth of like what's going on they even made a side comic where the influence of barbados when he was in back in time during that that event where he had to go through the evolutionary timeline to make the bat clan amongst the yes. others it was crazy. Yeah, Dang. I need. I need to get. It. I need to jump into that. I've heard a lot of things about that. Yeah. You will enjoy it. And yeah. it's probably one of my favorite set of covers. Like the way the cover arts look. Mm-hmm. Probably some yeah. of the nicest looking cover arts I've seen in a long time. On they like they look like eighties metal, like 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 final, album covers, final fight, like, like He Man, uh, Fire and Ice, old school Fire and Ice type shit. Sure. Dang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. I've seen a lot of things like the, uh, it was like the Joker Batman. Oh, that's my Batman who lasts. Batman who lasts. Which was going to lead off to my next question. What's your, who's your favorite version of Batman? Like, what's your favorite? Like, Owl Man or Batman from Earth 2? Yeah. Do you have a, if you had to pick, yeah. Do you have Batman? Bathound. That's (laughs) true. That's a deep. That's a deep cut. I love. I love that. Was it Ace? Is it Ace? <laughs> Ace the bad out. Yeah, I know. Listen, we get into it. Get into it. Oh man, uh, I did a whole article about how dumb the animal heroes were. <laughs> that's stupid. Freaking uh, super dumb. About that. You know, I, I wouldn't. I would. I'm not going. For, uh, there's one. Is Dexter the cat? Um, yeah, he's actually pretty boss. Yeah, yeah, he is. That's the one I, when I was doing research on it. That I liked him a lot. Then there's was it like Zeppo, the the super monkey, and then there's like a yeah. whole, basically any animal you just throw a damn red cape on it. They did it, and then there was <laughs> Brody too, which was he was like a he looked like a mound of mashed potatoes and he was a photographer i don't know i i hate this uh, <laughs> wow. um to answer your question i guess favorite version of batman let me think about that i gotta be honest man from what i'm seeing right now the the robert pattinson batman right now is looking fire Oh yeah, I do. I like it. it's like a year one esque type. It is, and and they're 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 putting Court of Owls armor on his arms. Like, look at that! You see, like the the Court of Owls, how they have look like blades that can shoot out. He has that on his arms. Like they're they're yeah. Um, I like that a lot. Uh, I 
I actually kind of like Dick Grayson as Batman too. He was a good iteration of Batman. He was he was good. He was really good. I I um I like that there was like two two Batmen at one point. You know, they're going around fighting like that's so out. Yeah, dude, Batman Incorporated outsourced that. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably have a better answer the second we hang up. But I think uh, anytime you know what this is this is a really obscure answer. But there's this one novel that this guy wrote i don't remember what it's called to send you the link but this guy wrote this novel about batman and he was like a child psych psych psychologist this guy who wrote it and uh his novel his author photo was him with a like a big like patch over his eye looking like a bond villain and he (laughs) and he i don't know if that was a joke or not but he wrote this book about batman shutting down this like kitty porn empire in gotham and he it is the most like badass gruesome like and batman is such a real dude who's getting so angry seeing this but then he has all this training and there's this whole scene where he's his like helmets damaged or something so then he's like going through this tunnel and it's dark and people release like venomous snakes like into the tunnel and so he's using his like training, his uh, meditation training and things to, and breathing to like anticipate when these snakes are about to attack. And, and then he like catches them and like throws them away. And then like, it's dodging these things all. And it's just, I'm like, that's the coolest damn thing. There's a whole scene of him setting up how to uh, basically break into this one guy's like uh, penthouse apartment. And it talks about how he does that escape thing that you don't, Everyone gets annoyed at like, where did you go? You know, it's like bringing cafe right there. What, what, the, art of, the art of deflection, or art of oh, well, that's why I like him too because I actually studied Nimpo and so mm. and stuff like that. A lot yeah, of yeah. Films, a lot of his mindset is like where my mindset be is just like sometimes it's about how you really attack an enemy or how you engage the situation. You can't really. Batman is like one of my favorite tactical superhero either. Just inspired me to actually be. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And, and I, I, uh, yeah, I'll see that with, with writing or when I was acting and stuff and it was like, I, I, I see now what I have to become in order to be the best, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. like, I, like if I want to become a warrior, mm-hmm. I gotta do this, you know, it's, I gotta do this. I, 100, I guarantee you, you ever see me working out, I'm pretending I'm Batman. That's all I'm doing. That's all I'm doing. I want to be able to, yeah. Part of me. It's <laughs> part of me. <laughs> These aren't hockey pants. Wait, that's my favorite scene. I'm going hockey pants. That's so dumb. It's so good. Uh, yeah, so that's an ex- uh, a freaking random ass uh, thing. But I just like showing Batman as a dude who has, for better or for worse, spent his whole life doing this. And, uh, like the second he sees someone about to turn, he moves and then he, and he's already anticipated the best exit before he even gets in there. So then he, all he has to do is like swiftly move his body, or even jump out the window. And so then by the time they even know he's gone, he's like three blocks away. You know, it's like things like that. I'm like, that's so okay. interesting. I want to be in his head. I don't want to, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I like that. I, I would love a full length film uh, from that perspective. Like that. You know what I, 
you know what I've always wanted to do? I've always wanted to write a whole series, 75 issues to 100 issues at most, of showing Bruce Wayne becoming Batman. So basically, like, it's him, The it starts with him leaving Gotham, and then it might end with him finally suiting up as full, getting everything, you know, like, because everyone's like, he's just a dude with money. I'm like, you don't see Bill Gates freaking jumping from building to building. I'm like, you kidding me? Bill Gates, I will be out here being Batman. Who do you be? It's me. He knows like 147 different Listen. martial arts styles. I know one third of one. I, I researched all the things that makes Batman Batman. Like oh, he has it. he has advanced uh, technology and wire building skills, uh, mm-hmm. no puzzle solving skills, uh, hyper detective skills where he associates things with colors and uh, anything that like I was researching him. Uh, right. I, I researched all his his mostly all his main martial arts tactics and stuff like that, and then like his like who he's trained under and what examples like with Mushin. Mushin is like. The, the anticipation of uh, sure. energy and being in nothingness, but at the same time being ready for everything because you are nothing. It's just like, <laughs> it's like I, was, I was like, how can I be like Batman, like a warrior, and just like disguising? That's like my thing. Like I like to. This is like a civilian persona, but my real self is Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think the first step is be. Uh, emotionally and mentally broken, so you, all, all already off the bat, not going to work out for you, I don't think. But uh, I mean, I, I I wrote a whole thing about that too, of like Batman's just no, he's I just he's just a broken dude. I feel like I gotta be Batman because there'd be so many things. I'd be like, even when I like when we do this podcast, this whole like everybody had the little podcast. I'd be like, yeah, and I want to do fun stuff, but I want to save the world. And I, I will take any opportunity. Yeah, like if any opportunity to spread my influence, because I mean, yeah. tactical. You know, more tactics is involved with changing the way the world is. You know, sometimes you might have to be the Dark Knight, come through and blacken. You know, but then other times you might have to be like, all right, you know, we will do this, and you know, spread this information right here where it needs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, that's so smart. And I, I, I feel a lot of times. He is so much like that, and I and I I try to embody that too. And I, but I think Batman is can be portrayed as sometimes he's just like punched and knocked down. I'm like, man, eh, he would have seen that 17 different ways. He wouldn't know how to do that. And uh, I do feel part of me gets a little pessimistic when I'm like, he is so smart. I'm pretty sure he could have solved crime by now. I'm a, a little bummed. I'm like, he's so broken. He might need to fight crime forever and that's why crime's still happening because man bruce wayne you're the smartest guy on the freaking planet and you can punch the right people in two days and get crime rate down 50 percent. and here you are jonesing on your medicine of punching people in the teeth a little bit of a pessimistic way to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's in a toxic relationship with vengeance. Yeah, truly, like the, name of the episode, I think. <laughs> oh man! So I know one thing, pop culture wise, that we haven't really touched upon, but I did notice that 
you're a PlayStation fan. Dude, all day. Uh, since it went Nintendo, regular Nintendo, Sega Genesis, and then I think we hop, I think we hop right to PS1. I mean, there was a huge jump, right? There's a huge jump in video yeah. games anyway. Throw, throw, yeah. It's pretty much the same progression for me. Just throw the N64 in there somewhere. Yeah, I, yeah I, I was never the person who, who had a lot of the games, but I was the guy who would be at your house all the time. And I would, but, you know, I would. I would games because I had an older brother. So, like, if I got Super Nintendo, he got Sega. So, like, we always had the oh. opportunity to have the opposing systems in the house. Dang. I, I think we had the same system for the opposite reason was so that my brother and I would get along. Ah, uh, But then that would mean we would play each other and then fight. So that didn't, <laughs> you know, if I beat him in anything. God forbid, I always remember, God forbid I beat him in NFL Blitz 2000. Yes. That, mother, that mother F just be punching walls. <laughs> Bro, my brother's the same way with any of the wrestling games for 64, like No Mercy or anything like that. Yeah. Immediately throwing you to the ground when he loses. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like at what cost, you're going you're gonna to win. But you're really gonna lose. Yeah, it's like, like I just let him beat me. <laughs> I'm, glad I didn't have, I'm glad I didn't have that experience because I, I had like a best friend and he was like he was he's really good at fighting games. He actually like trained me to be really good at fighting sure. games. Yeah, when I finally beat him, he was more excited that I beat him. Like, yeah, now you get to be worthy of me beating your head in some more. <laughs> I'm like, okay. No, no big brothers don't share that same sentiment. They're just like, I want to win. That's it. That's a personal attack. I came before you. I have learned, and I have. I had to. I had to be the one with the machete cutting the 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 brush for you, right. for you to get ahead. Hell no, you do not get to do that. My, ex, my I've gained way more, considerably more XP than you have. So, because today my little sister beat me in a fighting game with our trainer. Oh no, we're gonna put on a boxing glove. You know what? This one. Just, I had that one friend who just, it didn't matter what game you put on, that dude mastered it. He just knew how to do it immediately. He could take the plastic off the thing and we all played it for the first time ever and he just knew how to do it. And then, um, what was it? There was two games. One was, uh, it was Red Faction. Oh, I remember that. Red Faction. That I was, that I was really good at. And then, um, just like the what the the Mortal Kombat that came out for PS3, like the newer ones when they restarted the whole. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gold or four, but then that's okay. Yeah, but it was like he, but he could still whoop my whoop my ass during all those things. But you give me Scorpion, done. You couldn't touch me, and but then everything I was like. Why are you getting mad? Every game we ever picked up since we were teenagers, you have ruined my day. And now I beat you at Scorpion once. <laughs> like, relax. Victory. Just like, yeah. not worthy. Yeah. Ah! That's, that's honestly how our podcast began. Yeah. Because like, our friendship started with competition in video games, honestly. I don't want to say started, but that's how it maintained. Grew, so, yeah, because yeah. like we would always be like, "Hey, you want to come over and play such and such?" Yeah, I want to come over and play. Yeah, it'd be hours and hours and hours of that for years and years and years, and here we are now. Listen, I 
I haven't really jumped into online stuff that much because I am holding out for the, for, uh, the day when we all just have to be in the same room again. And we have to like, if PS five was smart, they bring us all together and they would have no online content. They would just have the ability to plug in four to eight controllers. And then everyone has to be sharing the same 32 inch TV to see their little box of what their character is doing. And, and like shoot it, you know, then you're like, don't look at my screen, man. Don't look at my screen. <laughs> yo, that was, that, that's not even a thing anymore. Like, yo, look at your own screen. Don't look at mine. We had that, a, we that's had not a even a thing. Bringing on cups co-op back. You know, like do, doing a dirty move, being having the risk of getting literally punched in the arm <laughs> mm-hmm. for, for, for sniping, so, for camping. Now you can't do anything. Now it's like, man. Yeah, I would. I miss that. Like those memes where it's the the hate. They're playing Halo and they have like the cardboard to split the screens. <laughs> I know where you're going. You're going to get the shotgun. Come on, dude. Why you always playing, man? Yeah. God, gone, gone are the days, huh? Yep. No, I mean, I, I'm all. I'm always on the fence with this because yes, I do love on the couch co-op and I talk trash all the time about online playing. But like one of the people I game with most frequently, I wouldn't be gaming with if it wasn't for online gaming. True. I have a cousin that lives in Vegas that I've never met in person. And like, I literally play the game with him more than anybody there is. Which game? And honestly, any game. It's mostly yeah. sports games. It's usually basketball. Right. But like how it all started was playing games like uh Brawlhalla and like fighting games online. Brawlhalla is very similar to kind of like uh, Super Smash Brothers. Right, 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 right. But like they let you use weapons, so it's it's a little more vicious. Yeah, but they come with the characters on here. You have to acquire them on Super Smash. So it's like yeah, you gotta you gotta do a flip and do a couple punch. You gotta open up the right pill bottle or some crap. Yeah, see, like <laughs> when when Brawlhalla, everyone has two weapons, so it's just like you just gotta pick it up <laughs> so it's like i like playing games like that where, where we would always compete with one another but right. like, it was friendly it wasn't like i hate you after i beat you kind of thing it was just like oh, i'm gonna get you next time like trying to sharpen each other make each other better kind of thing yeah and yeah that stuff's fun you know you have your your friend like it's like my true rival yeah and that's what i have with my friend too it was like one day i will beat you <laughs> One day, so then when I when I finally beat him in Mortal Kombat, I was like, "Here's a samurai sword. Do you know what to do? Shove it through your stomach, and <laughs> you know what to do. I have beaten you. It's now now you know. <laughs> get on your knees, get on your knees, present your neck. It's time to <laughs> get rid of that thing. Oh man." Nothing, nothing beats being in a room with your friends and destroying them at a game and watching them just like go over nine thousand, mm-hmm. you know, just like about to just turn Super Saiyan on your ass because you beat, <laughs> you, you know, you both had you had one more kill to get and then you beat them. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's me and you playing wrestling games. Oh yeah, <laughs> sometimes it gets a little games. hectic when we're playing wrestling games against each other. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've played a wrestling game on a console beyond PS2. 
and, and that's pretty much like where all the good that's the era where all the good wrestling games good. live honestly if we bring it back full circle i remember being being so being, feeling so seen when ecw had video video game come out yeah did you play that yeah it's terrible <laughs> I own it. I'm I mean, ashamed. We don't, I mean, I don't know. I am a beholder, I guess, but damn, I mean, you could throw the person into lava. So I don't know. You could throw them into lava? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> you could do some crazy stuff. That's funny. I, I have a couple of ECW titles. I have one for Dreamcast, and then I have ECW Hardcore Revolution for N64. Just yes. because it just. Rob Van Dam is my guy. Rob Van Dam will be my guy until I die. He's going to be in my top five Word. forever. So any game with him in it, I'm on it. Like, that's it. I, I posted this picture. I thought I was just the, <laughs> I thought I was the coolest kid on the planet uh, two weeks ago. And I posted my, my picture of me wearing the CCW shirt. And Tommy Dreamer's girlfriend commented on it. And so I just, it wasn't even him. Oh. <laughs> just his girlfriend. I was like, yes, look how cool I am. That's a victory right there. That's a victory in my book. That's a super victory. There are, there are very few celebrities that I give a damn about. But if I, when, when I, I bump in, I mean, you must have felt that when you saw Sabu. I mean, Sabu was my guy too. But seeing them, I was like, you, you, sir, you are I, it. As a kid. That's how I would feel about The Undertaker if I ever seen him. No, oh, if I ever saw them take a person, I would literally go into tears like right away. You have to choke slam me through a table. I was just gonna say that. Please choke. I'm prepared. I practice. I've choke slammed others. I feel like it's time. <laughs> I I have done it to siblings, and yeah, it is bro, time for I'm you to take all you. this time just yeah, for this moment. Just for this, I know how to lay flat through the table. <laughs> like right. you, like climb on top of a car, like tombstone me on top of this. <laughs> Oh, man. You throw me on to the, the hood of this car. I would gladly accept that from you. Mm -hmm. Or a, a stunner from uh, Austin. Steve Austin? Yeah. yeah. You have to kick me. You got to ragdoll around. Yeah, like, you gotta, and your you body's made of rubber. Yeah. Like, yeah, you have to look like you just got dumped out of the fishnet from the ocean. And then you're so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I'll see. It's funny. You see, you go back and watch ECW. You see them do that after the most extreme stuff. And you're like, you didn't have to do that. You just got thrown through a table on fire, my dude. You didn't have to flop. <laughs> we, knew, wait, we understand the pain. No, we knew if you was just sitting there. If you just, if you didn't move, we would just go, yeah. Yup. Slammed the corner just, oh, I think he did, y'all. He hurt. He either hurt or he did. What's funny is now, now that I'm, Really, I'm like following Tommy Dreamer, and that's like a new develop. I don't know why I didn't. Because he was so out of reach, out of reach in my brain. So then I was like, Oh my god, he's on. You know, he's on Instagram, and so you'll post videos, and you'll be like, Yep, broke my 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 septum or broke this bone uh, sternum during this thing, and it just looks like a regular. Oh, they got they did that every night. Yeah, it's just normal to them. Yeah. And to me, too, I'm like, oh, yeah, he got thrown through a table. He's like, yeah, no, broke my tailbone on that. I'm like, oh, oh yikes. I knew I was going to be a wrestler when I grew up. I was Wait, like, can I, watch, can I watch the video of it? Do you have video? Is there footage? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man. Oh, man. Let's see. I have, oh, I have one last tidbit okay. that I wrote in my notes. 
I see you like to slap a little on the bass. Dude, bass, my jam. Slap at the bass. You ever yeah. seen Love Man, that movie? Yeah, 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 I love that. Whenever I see somebody playing bass, I immediately think of slapping the bass. I, you, so you were doing music first? That's what you I wanted to do? Music is in my family. Like, uh, my mom is a singer, so like, when I was like three or four years old, I started singing in like the church choir. So I've been involved with music all throughout pretty much my entirety of my life until now. And like, I still do it. It's one of those things that music never goes away from you. Like no matter what age you are, what you're doing, it's just like something that's going to pop up on the side here and there always. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's all, it's, you know, it's, you're right. It's never going to go away. It can, it, you know, you hear a song that from your kid or something that would do either, it could be a time machine or mm -hmm. it could be, um, you know, creative outlet. I've had whole plays and, and things come from just listening to a song and I get an image in my head, you know, or, or uh, hearing a certain badass orchestra thing. And I'm like, ooh, that's a comic scene. You know, it's like- I pretty much identify everything with sound too. So it's like, when I hear a jingle or I hear like a sound effect, I'm like, oh, that's from Sonic or whatever the case may be. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's just how I equate everything in my brain. It just is sonically. <laughs> Same, and and I'm I'm just so visual. Like I I hear, I hear something, or I, someone talks about a thing, and then I automatically get images in my head. Like I don't think about it; it just like pops up. So when I hear music, and then I just get an image of like I see this thing happening, or you know, or and then it's just kind of how I see it. You know, if it's a stage, great. Then I know that's for a play, or if I I you know panels, then it's a comic book, but. It could be music, it could be whatever, you know, just making a stupid sound. I'm like, oh, that sounds like something crazy. Yep. But um, yeah, music, music was the first thing I was gonna do. And I just, I guess, luckily for me, no one around me wanted to take it seriously. They just wanted to go do drugs and I just wanted to watch Toonami, you know? Yes, Toonami! <laughs> so uh, yeah, that they, I actually didn't want to get back into it because that, that's one of the only instruments I was like, I, I can master you. I know how to do this. I know how to do this damn thing. The other things I'm like, I know chords. I don't know what to do with them. Yeah. <laughs> we should just have like an online Zoom chat and we're like doing like karaoke because I don't know how to play any instruments. I just know how to sing. Sweet. So it's perfect, the perfect jam pressure session. jam session. I know a little bit of guitar. You know what I'm saying? Do it. Get this whole band started. Let's do it. Zoom you know band. A little, little hard oh, we, got, we got Josh too. He plays yeah, all yeah. yeah. so, you know. Producers and stuff. Yeah, we, you know. You'll we'll get uh, a whole band that's uh, wrestling themed. Yeah. Oh. How cool would that be if if you had? Actual people were like look like wrestlers or like the band with wrestlers, but they was all about that. That would be so cool. Say the name. Oh would man, extremely metal or like alternative? -y? I think. Oh god, damn it! I think. Uh, no I pile think, driver. Uh, <laughs> extreme pile driver would be an album name for sure. Okay. It'd, have, it'd be like. It'd be like uh, it. You know what it have to be, and I and I'm not too familiar with these. It would have to be a wrestling term that the wrestlers use. You know, like like, like a burrito or like like a mark or something like that. Exactly. You know, like, like, like a plant or you know something like where it's yeah. like or or, or um. Hey, this is a slobber knocker. 
Afabe? Afabe's good. Afabe's good. What's, um, wait, what's a villain called again? A heel. A heel. It could be like heel or the heels or, or, or something like that. Heels. <laughs> the heels. heels. <laughs> yeah. Heel World Order. Heel World Order. Nice. We have like the new album Pile Driver by that fucking band. <laughs> the heels. That'd be sick. What size shoe you wear? We we have to have we have to have like all our we have to have like all of our imagery be like plays or parodies on like old wrestling posters or like WrestleMania images and stuff like that. But it'd just be yes. You asked. Um if you want a good band, uh there's a probably tying everything together, this is a band based in Connecticut called The Smirk. Have you heard of them? <clears throat> the Smirk, S-M-Y-R-K, The Smirk. And um, there's a song called, and it's one of the coolest songs that I get chills listening to it. It's called, uh, I think it's the, the Death of Jason Todd. Mm-hmm. And the, all they do is they're, they sing about pop culture things. So they have a song from as like the perspective of like Tyler Durden from Fight Club, the death of Jason Todd. This is my favorite movie. Yeah, yeah, but this one, this one in particular is all the Joker singing about, the lyrics are like the Joker singing to Batman, like go get your squad, let's do this. And then, and and, uh, like it's it's like loosely, but you can, you hear him say like, uh, says something about go get your soldiers or something like that. And then at the end, it has his whole, like, or ugh, it's so good. The okay. smirk. Written it down in my pad. We, de- we, we definitely gonna resonate with that. Yeah. And what's cool is like, I think the whole band is a bunch of people you wouldn't expect to be nerds or know this stuff too. And I think like, yeah, like the lead singer is just really like fit. I think he's like, I think he's like a black dude who's just like singing about Batman. I was like, yes. Like he's like, I want to, he looks like a wrestler. Who's just you know, <laughs> I was like, dude. But, uh, Incredible. Oh man. See, that's what I love about the world of podcasting. You get to meet the most intriguing people I've ever met in my life. Like that. Same. Like, same. That's why I'm so glad that we had this opportunity yeah. to talk to you because just well, me, whenever I, whenever I want to do an interview with someone, like, I, like, stalk them. I stalk them on social media. So, like, <laughs> I wanted to learn, like, all the little tiny tidbits about you that I possibly could. Yeah. I love that. I, I was waiting, I, after the base question, I was waiting for, like, I see you like broccoli. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I see my broccoli. See, I see you got bees in high school. Like, here you go, deep you going, champ. I'm bad like that. I'm I'm a researcher. I just can't. (laughs) I see you sleep on your left side a lot. Wait. (laughs) Further, are you more of a back sleeper or a side? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My girl tells me that all the time. She's like, why do you have so much detail? I'm like, I don't know. It's just, I just want to know it. (laughs) So tell me about why your credit score is so bad. (laughs) What's going on with that? Yeah, what's going on with that? Well, uh, I don't know. It's just I, I could just tell just from the energy that I got from all your social media that first of all you were I knew you were going to be very funny just because a lot of the, your pictures they just they just made me laugh. So I was like, we're, we're going to have some great conversations. But this guy seems like he has a sense of humor on our level. Yeah, like, we find people that just can't take a joke, man. Mm-hmm. Take you know what? Serious. You know 
you know the key to that is too and that's why i saw when i was you know i was gonna have fun on this was like just don't just don't give a, a fuck just yeah. don't like just don't care like don't it doesn't mean not care about things i care about things so much you don't care about so i'm like i'll make jokes i'm not being i'm not being rude i'm not i'm not saying things that are gonna hurt anybody it's just just yeah. do your right. damn thing like what you like yep don't yuck on your yum yeah man the heels forever <laughs> <laughs> man Matt, thank you so much for being on our show dude we really really appreciate it yeah, man. Anytime, please have me back. This is this is lots of fun. We could we could have done this for another four hours, but I got I got to go get food. <laughs> we need to make something creative together soon, eventually. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I uh, I mean, we didn't dive dive into it too much, but um, this Comic Con magazine I'm doing, we we we've been really um, yeah, we we we're actually he called me during all this, and I've been waiting for his call for a freaking week. He's a pain in the ass. The guy who runs this, but he's great. Um, but, uh, he's trying to get all this thing started and the first issues was just about to be put in comic shops for free. Mm-hmm. Um, but then all this stuff went down, but, uh, he's trying to get writers and more creatives and he originally has Comic-Con radio. So it's mostly podcast stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it'd be smart for you guys to to talk to him and see what, you know, as things get bigger and, and go on to, to do that. And, and, um, especially, you know, if I may say so, like representation of people, like it needs to help a lot more, more people than people like me going like, well, I like Batman. Like, yeah, no shit, dude. <laughs> got it. Yeah. But, uh, but I'll, I'll talk to him and stuff. Cause I think, um, he's got a good thing going and he's really connected with all things Comic-Con anyway. And, uh, they'll, it'll be a big deal in, in next coming months and in a year. So I, I think, um, you know, or even being on guests on his show, you know, or crossover and stuff. But mm. have me back whenever you guys want, man. This is fun. Let's create something. Let's do something. This is fun. We, I could talk about the, I could talk about wrestling, Batman. Any, I could have just my own podcast about all the things we talked about. Well, we're gonna make sure we have you on a couple more times too, yeah. because we have a bunch of podcasts within our network. Dude, so, uh, there's Great. plenty of stuff that we'll have subject matter to talk about. I'm certain. I love that. And Laura, stop being so talkative. And I, uh, I just had a lot to say. I know you did. You, I saw it in your eyes. I saw it in your. I saw it in your head, man. I will say, um, the the this is not my world. I'm just happy that I could bring my two worlds together. Yeah. Um, but I mean, one day we'll talk about all stuff writing. Yes. And more of that. That like stage and crazy the world is so small i love that this happened just from some random me talking to other actors and stuff yeah. this is great this is again to find people that are very much you know on my on on my level and and in geekdom but yeah. uh we we had an amazing time talking to you man we definitely gonna have to do this again but like yeah. I always like to leave the last segment of the show. If you have anything that you want to plug or any uh, social media or anything you want people to follow and how to find you if they're more intrigued about what you got going on. Absolutely. So uh, best for, for uh, knowing what's going on with me is my Instagram, I guess, which is uh, 19 Marty, 19 Marty McFly 85. And uh, yeah, rolling deep. And I've got some some plays on Amazon that I published myself that uh, are doing really well, which is awesome. Um, 
So one's Orion, it's full length play. And then there's a collection of one acts and monologues that are just random and funny and, and, and great. And that's uh, called a collection of one acts and other things you may or may not enjoy. And um, what else, man? I got a lot of stuff. Comic-Con magazine, we're, we're gonna officially launch. I think we have the digital, digital first issue on my Instagram. So you can look under the link and, and click that, read the whole thing. I've got like seven articles in there. I interview the guy who created uh, um, Toys That Made Us on Netflix. That's Netflix. Yeah, it, I inter interviewed that guy. Um, and it's great, man. Yeah, so check it out if you can. There's gonna be a lot more with the website and things launched. Uh, just COVID just really kicked it in the nuts. But. Sure. That's basically it, man. Um, Please, if there's any way that we can help you out using our platform, yeah. such as our website or any of our social medias, if you have events coming up or any information you want us Absolutely. to advance for you, we'll definitely do that. Absolutely. Also, you know, Instagram and uh, MatthewMcLachlan.com. That's it. Good. Well, Guys, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Dolores, you're awesome. Um, <laughs> I'd love to, love to, to chat soon, but I'm going to go. Uh, I think my girlfriend just made uh, Funfetti cake, so I'm about to go eat that. Enjoy. I, yeah, I can't blame you, man. No reason other than we can, and it's time to eat. Yep. Go ahead. <laughs> eat vicariously for us as well. Thank you so much. <laughs> of course. Of course. Thank you so much, and uh, seriously, let's do this again. For sure. Thanks, man. Yeah. See ya.